right, everybody, welcome back to MFK Ultimate. 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 I keep wanting to say ultra. <laughs> yes, ultra. Yeah, I know, right? It's, ultimate. You know, uh, yeah, it's ultimate. We should change the name of the podcast to MFK Ultimate. There we go. Ultimate. That's even better. Yeah, so MFK Ultimate. MFK stands for Mary Fuck Kill, which is the thought experiment for the modern age. Uh, my name is Joe. My name is Delia. And that is Delia. And we, <laughs> I don't want, again, I'm trying not to speak for women. <laughs> yeah, so we are uh, embarking on this journey to talk to you about fun things. In every episode, we take uh, that game that we all know so well, Marry, Fuck, Kill. Uh, and instead of talking about people, we're talking about abstract concepts. Check out our first episode, which is all about firsts first relationship firsts this week um as is our as is will be our custom it is now uh, miss delia's turn uh to introduce the concept so uh delia what do you got on what do you got on tap for delia today? take it away um yeah. so this week i don't know i just had i had a moment of nostalgia and um along with like a crying jag that lasted way too long but my bout of nostalgia wound up with me watching classic 80s movies. So this week, I thought it would be fun to do Breakfast Club tropes. Ooh! So Mary Fuck Kill, nerds, jocks, and weirdos. Oh, okay. So who didn't make it in the Mary Fuck Kill? The brain? I guess the prim and proper. Prim and proper, uh, whatever her fucking name is, right? Mary, Molly Ringwald. Mary Molly Ringwald. Ringwald. Oh my God. Yeah. We're going to get mail on that. <laughs> yes. Mary, Mary Ringwald. I apologize, Miss Molly. Yes. Good golly, Miss Molly. Good golly. And bad boys, I guess. Like the Judd. The, what's, I almost, I always want to say, is it Judd Hirsch? It's is not that... Judd Hirsch. It's Judd. <laughs> We're also 80. We can't. Exactly. <laughs> Joe and I are down in our condo in Boca, and we can't exactly. remember anything. Yes, He's... Judd Nelson. Is it Judd, Judd Nelson? Okay. I'm like, that's too easy. Of course it's not that. Uh, Judd Hirsch, I think, is from Taxi. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's a few tropes that got left out. And to maybe give this game a twist, let's go ahead and if you feel like you want to rearrange it a bit the ones that like stood out to me though were nerds jocks and weirdos okay 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 i will keep it as is for now and then we can explore that later gotcha so again i thought that this was actually pretty straightforward (laughs) and so again first uh, it requires some definitions right so for me when i think nerds i think of like those classic like bookish academic types with the glasses i'm thinking of myself basically and <laughs> you're so cute <laughs> i know and i'm also thinking about it in terms of like all teen high school movies and american cinema across the board okay. so i would marry the nerd okay and because what ends up happening in every single one of those movies right is the nerd ends up becoming wealthy as fuck and yeah he becomes some sort of tech ceo Exactly. Tech CEO, you know, and it's just 
who doesn't want to have that? I just, you know, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, um, the epilogue in Can't Hardly Wait, like they all become something amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, marry the nerd because, you know, I need to be kept in the lifestyle I've become accustomed. Exactly. I, You're a lady of means. <laughs> exactly. And and a nerd would do that. Of course, I would uh, fuck the jock. <laughs> Fair. Uh, because you can marry a nerd, but you know, you, you gotta fuck a jock. You... Mm. And if, and listener, if you have never fucked a jock, you should try it. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Exactly. And, and like, I'm not even, and like, I'm not talking like somebody who is like roided out, muscled, lean, and, you know, defined. I'm talking about someone who like is passionate about like a sport. (laughs) So (laughs) what you're basically bucking when you fuck a jock is your fucking passion. (laughs) And... I love that, that. Yes. And, and, you know, I know you do. So that's why, mm. that's why I would fuck a jock. And of course, you know, unfortunately kill the weirdos. That's what ended up happening with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what went down. That's what went down with that. Um, you know, sorry, Ellie Sheedy. But like, again, we, you know, we as a people, as a culture and Western society are always afraid of the unknown and afraid of the unknowable. And um, what we end up doing to that is, uh, you know, killing it. So Mm -hmm. that's true. (laughs) So I'm just, you know, following the conventions of our Western culture. Conventions of our times. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I hope that my sarcasm comes across. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Thank God it's not via text. I've had that a few times in the last little bit where my sarcasm doesn't translate always via text. Yes. Unless I know you very, very well. Yes. And then it's like, oh, well, I do. I do get that one. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what's your read on this one? Well, I kind of went down those same boundary lines, except for I kind of went definitely marry the nerd. Okay. I feel like, yes, that would provide a nice stable home life or at least you know i'll be able to like dally with other but i think i might end up fucking the weirdo Mm, she likes a freaky dickiness yeah as much as i don't know because i think i've like i'm all fucked out of jocks (laughs) 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 definitely done that i've hit that so and not for nothing, but a lot of jocks, not all of them, because, you know, I hate to blanket statement that they fuck the same. So oh. I'd rather, I think, go for something a little, I don't know, maybe dangerous, maybe out there, definitely weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking for more fucking experiences that are like, what? Mm. <laughs> So riddle riddle me this. Um, mm-hmm. How do jocks fuck? <laughs> like, do they like you know no shoulders, just like flopping <laughs> on top of you? Like, a... <laughs> it's a it's very it's a very physical encounter. I actually one time fucked a wrestling coach that like legit kind of like wrestled me. Oh, and Ooh. yeah. Which I'll tell you what. Like, I'm a little bit like I'm not a a huge girl but I got like some meat on my bones and I'm not like a shy retire I don't weigh 120 and he Mm -hmm. freaking like picked me like picked me up like he was picking up a teacup 
and like threw me on the bed. And that was actually real fucking hot. I'll be honest. I'm like, can you do that again? It was like a ride. <laughs> oh God. It's like, I want to go again. Bounced up out of bed. And I was like, one more time, one more time. So that's fun. Like the physicality of it. But a lot of times there's, in my experience, I'm just strictly speaking from my mm-hmm. own experience. Yeah, speaking from the eye. Speaking from the eye voice. There hasn't been a whole lot of like variation. It's been a lot of like pound town and then done. It's like, it's pretty like straightforward. There's no like twists and turns. There's no like, oop, hold up, stop, switch. It's just kind of like, you know, it's functional. Okay. But like, what do you hope the weirdo sex is like then? I hope the weirdo sex is like a little bit dangerous, maybe. Oh, but like, okay. like you on know, Dynamite consenting like... adult. Uh huh. You know, but maybe in public, maybe you know, just something a little bit more out of the ordinary. Maybe you cut off the oxygen a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Maybe some choking, some light choking. Um, <laughs> maybe some bondage. Okay, okay. Not to say that a jock can't get freaky, but, you know, with a weirdo, I feel like you're you're more on the path to, to getting that handled. Mm, okay. Well, I, I, I guess I'd have to agree with you there. <laughs> and then, yeah, I hate to, you know, I hate to kill anyone, but yeah, we'll kill the jock. Exactly. We, more. we don't, we don't relish in the killing of people. No, we don't listener. condone it. Yeah. So, we're... We're quite pa- we're quite peaceful. We're quite peaceful. Um, quite peaceful. But the the game is not asking us to be peaceful. The game is asking us to be ruthless. Mary, so. fuck, kill. Yeah, exactly. Kills the last one. So let me ask you this, right? So yeah, would you switch anything? Would you switch anything around? Would I the... switch out like archetypes or tropes? I- exactly, or archetypes. Mm. Yeah. You know, I might. I don't know, because the bad boy and the Pris are, like, on that opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, they're kind of made for each other. I would definitely yeah. kill the Pris. Like, I just, I can't say that. <laughs> like, that, that is definitely an easy go of it for me <laughs> with that. Okay. Because, yeah, I just, I don't get along, really, with those people, just in a general. And the bad boy... I sure as hell ain't gonna marry him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're killing and fucking. <laughs> yes, I'm basically these, killing these and fucking with the two new components. And what about yourself? Uh, I think. Okay, like aspirationally, I want to kill the press, but mm-hmm. like in practice, I probably would marry one. Oh, um, okay. Because, like, I do, I do enjoy, on a personal level, I do enjoy somebody who, like, is concerned with, like, propriety, you know? Like, is, but, like, would have to be, I guess my clarifying thing for that was that they would have to be self-aware enough that it's not, it's not, they're not doing what's expected of them because it's expected of them, it's that they're doing it because they, that's just what they believe. Yeah, you know? and kind of who they are. Like yeah, most of the Chris's I've met, like met, are definitely like the rule followers, and the, I mean they're authentic in yeah. 
what they I just can't stand it. <laughs> and I think for the bad boy, uh, the bad, I mean, you know, bad boy is only good for one thing. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, who wouldn't? And and I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever fucked a bad boy. Really? Or at least knowing. At, at least knowing. Yeah, me like, neither. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, did I? Did they have like a tattoo that said "Mom" and like you know we're dealing drugs just before I? Oh them? my god! I love that your like reference for bad boy like kicked it back to like 1950s sailors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I feel. I, I mean, well, into, like musical territory. <laughs> well, again, like you know, on that note, it's like. You know, when when society is, when a uh, larger society is telling you that all homosexuals are bad boys to begin with. Oh, okay. Whoa. That's definitely, okay. Way to make it social, Joe. I know, that's definitely a <laughs> twist, though, to this whole yeah. thing. I think I've, I've definitely fucked people I just didn't like. <laughs> but Nice. Have I done that? Yeah, I'm sure I have. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you won't, you didn't like them for whatever reason, but, you know, yeah, I've definitely done that. But yeah, I, I probably would just fuck the bad boy. Um, I like, I like the three that you put in for the game today because I think that it could go any which way with those three. And those three characters specifically in Breakfast Club, they, they, it, their storylines weren't as clearly, to, were intertwining more than like Mary Ringwald and, you know, Judd Mary, Hirsch. Molly. <laughs> yeah. Poor Molly. Yes. Molly. <laughs> Molly Ringwald and uh, Judd Nelson. Yeah. I also like in that movie how Emilio Estevez just looks so close to tears like the entire time. Like he's very like dewy eyes. Yeah. Now a sensitive jock, right? What would you yes. do with sensitive jock? Oh gosh. I just want to like hold their face and like kiss them. <laughs> <laughs> Still kill, but like as you're Still killing kill, them. But like before I did, I'd make out with them in like my parents' basement or whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so giving you a little <laughs> giving you a little John Wayne Gacy, you know, playing. Yeah, with them. a tiny tiny yes. bit. Yeah. In the basement. Oh my gosh. Oh, this was good. Have you now okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it up a little bit, right? So we okay. we did Breakfast Club. Now those same archetypes uh pervade uh American teen movie culture, right? True. Are there other of these archetypes in other films that you would do differently? Do things differently with? But I guess we would have to pick a like a particular film. So like for me, it's like American Pie. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Where like the nerd is Jason Biggs' character. Mm-hmm. And then the jock is um, the guy from Election, the tall one. See, I don't even know their names. The tall one. Chris and Klein. Then Chris Klein, thank you. And then the weird one is the guy who loves Stifler's mom, Eddie, whatever his name is. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I think we might be cutting... Well, I don't know, because Chris Klein in that movie is just so, like, adorably stupid. <laughs> I know. He's just this, the lovable oaf. <laughs> yes. I would probably, like, climb him like a jungle gym for a night. Oh, I I know you would, girl. Yeah. Would. And Jason Biggs? Big, what is his? Biggs, yeah. He just annoys me. So <laughs> I don't think so. he would be long for this earth. Yes. 
But I don't know. He might be fun to fuck around with. Too. I don't know. Everyone kind of comes back into the category. They're all milling about smartly in the category of fucking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like in the context of that film, they're all trying to fuck too. Exactly. So. Marriage yeah. is a ghost town. <laughs> Marriage. <Yeah. laughs> in this ultimate thought experiment. Marriage is just a giant waiting room with nobody in it. <laughs> the wheel is spinning, but the hamster is dead. <laughs> is is not available currently. But man, that room where the fucking's happening—that's a party. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like that's just you know what that's might be our general theme for the two of us right is that marriage is just a ghost town very firm mm-hmm. on who we'd fuck very firm on who we'd kill and yes. uh <laughs> marriage you know, is like oh. yeah <laughs> a lifetime of it or like am i married for a couple years exactly like what kind how can we parse okay. out this marriage <laughs> how does that ring look yeah exactly is there a ring how does it look what are we doing? So, Joe, question for you. Tell me, Dill. Getting, getting personal. Oh! What were you in high school? Oh, God. And who did you aspire... To be? To be or to fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, I aspired to fuck jocks. <laughs> flat out. Mm-hmm. And... Because I was, like, the chubby, closeted gay kid. Like... Yeah. No one true. no one was looking at me to fuck. Even my girlfriend. <laughs> Even my girlfriend in the dark room to the Laffy and, Taffy soundtrack. Exactly. To the Laffy Taffy soundtrack. No one was looking for me to fuck. And that's the and that's the thing too, is that like I never felt like even though like I did have somebody I did have like experiences in high school and like the couple years after high school where you still have the high school residue on you, even though you're supposed to be an adult, quote unquote. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. I had people who wanted, who like had sex with me or like wanted to do physical things with me. I never felt truly desired until much Mm. later. Yeah. Um, And I definitely feel that way in my current relationship, um, which is amazing. I I suggest everybody try it. Uh, (laughs) But I will say that, like, I definitely aspire to be, like, I definitely aspire to fuck jocks. And I think I wanted to be that also because one thing that I, one thing that, like, comes up a lot in, like, homosexual culture is the idea that, like, the first crushes that you have may manifest themselves as, like, aspirational crushes. So it's not necessarily, like, you are, want you absolutely want to be with them romantically it's like you want to be them and you yeah. just can't figure out that attraction so I've, I've had both of those both of those um both of those and with who i was i mean like i was a band girl i was a band girl i was a band nerd <laughs> uh well i was hey, a band, band girl. girl well i was a band girl too but i was a band nerd yeah i did marching band i also did theater i was a i was a drama kid too so i was like i was vapa i bees vapa visual and performing arts uh Ooh. so that was kind of my stick and i was also bookish so i was definitely a nerd category uh, but i was like one of those nerds that like didn't find solidarity with the weirdos like completely outright shun them and 
<laughs> and like those are the people now who like are my safe space my safe space and my confidants in my adult life and like growing up I just hadn't wanted nothing to do with them <laughs> isn't that fascinating that is just so like how much Im- like impactful high school is and then how you can carry some of the stuff with you for like ugh, ever but yeah I was definitely a nerd definitely a nerd Mm-hmm. And then I think I aspired like to be the cheerleader type because that, oh. you know, that was definitely who was getting all the attention. So, and trust me when I tell you, I looked like, because in high school, I probably weighed a good like 250 pounds, mm-hmm. did not wear makeup, wore men's clothes. I looked much, much different. So there was no kind of like, there was not a wall that I did not put up and there was no high school dude who was like, let me break down your walls. Um, so, um, I kind of Your to, sugar like, walls. Yes. So, you know, it was just kind of a lonely, like watching other chicks, like, you know, flirt with guys. And I always just felt kind of like, I likened it to, the animated movie Fantasia with the hippos and the tutu. Uh, like I yes. felt like that, mm-hmm. but like way less graceful. <laughs> oh my God. It, my audio dyslexia took me a little bit to figure out what you were saying. Cause when you said hippos and the tutu, for some reason in my mind, it registered as the Hutus and the Tootsies. <laughs> which are... <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I was fun. just like, I was like hotel Rwanda. Uh... <laughs> Which, you know what, it could, some people, to high school is like Hotel Rwanda. Uh, we're true. just hiding out, waiting for genocide to happen. Just, just to, to, waiting for it all to end. Waiting for it all to end. If you could go back and do it over, how do you think you would create your persona? Like, if you, if you, knowing now, if you knew then what you know now about yourself, who do you think you would be to be most true to how you felt and not what you were presenting? Oof. I don't know if I'd do anything over, to be honest. Like, that was definitely, like, I needed that time to just kind of, like, ward off the world except for my few very close friends. And I knew, like, after high school, like, I'd hit my stride. I think I always knew that. And so, and I, you know, kind of saw people in high school, like, really peak and you know, that has seemed to be the case. Like there's a lot of people that never moved out of my hometown and, and, you know, I'm sure they have great lives, but that was never something I was going to do was stick around and get married and have babies. And, you know, I just wanted to see and do more. So Mm. got the fuck out of there. And I don't know if I would have been driven as driven to change currently Mm. if, you know, I didn't come from that place in high school. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have fit in a cheerleading skirt, though. I'll be honest, but I can now. So, <laughs> you know, I yeah. would have loved to see you. I think I haven't watched any of these episodes, but I think you need to watch Cheer on Netflix. I oh my god, yes, I do because <laughs> I'm obsessed. Uh, competitive um, cheer is just oof. Yes, I, I think you need to do that, and uh, you need to report back. And, and what about you? Would you have done anything? 
weirdo. I think I would have leaned into being a weirdo and, and, you know, again, like when you're, again, not to, not to get on a soapbox about, about my entire fucking life, but when you're a young queer kid, like a lot of your time is spent, um, trying to make a safe space for yourself and trying to not be seen. Um, and it all depends. I mean, again, that's my experience. Some, some, uh, kids out there are like more honest and open about who they are because that's the, the world is starting to catch up to that. But like, at least for queers of my generation, like, you know, we, and, and queers so often are robbed of childhood and they're robbed of being, of having that kind of fun where, because of survival. And so I feel, and so I feel like with, with me, I would have just kind of leaned into the weirdo aspect of it and been a little bit more, been a little bit more open to talking to people and be more gracious. And I'm, and I think what was the most, the most kind of anxiety inducing about interacting with the quote unquote weirdos was the fact that like they were challenging things about abuse that I wasn't ready to hear or be challenged because I was still forming my own opinion. Yeah. And, you know, being seen and even now, like as an adult, like that's still a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. To go real deep on this high school trope episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And part of like doing podcasts or doing any kind of like writing or putting yourself out there in a creative way, like is that kind of thing all over again? Like, is this going to be okay? Is everybody okay with this? (laughs) Yeah, is everybody okay with this? And I think the freedom of being a weirdo is that, like, well, as long as I'm being true to myself, damn, whatever anyone, whatever else anyone says. Yeah. So there you have it. Opinions be damned. Opinions be damned. Fuck the jock. We have a we have a podcast about marrying, fucking, and killing abstract concepts. So you know we're <laughs> we are the weird. What did I say in the craft? We are the weirdos, Mister. We are the weirdos, for sure. That's another episode of MFK Ultimate. In the bag. In the bag. Again, as always, it is great. It is great to do this with you, Delia. And is I I didn't do this in the first episode, so I hope people kept listening. Is there anywhere that you want people to find you on the interwebs or things that they should check out of your work or anything like that? There are, and I actually need to update that stuff. So that's forthcoming. I'll leave that little. Okay. Well, keep listening then. Keep listening. (laughs) If you're really interested. Yeah. I I do podcasts the way, you know, some jocks uh, do football. So you <laughs> you can find uh, my two other shows, Fright School on Instagram and iTunes, as well as Art Time of the Month. Uh, in Fright School, I talk about horror films with uh, my co-host Joshua and Art Time with my co-host Wendy. I go over, I cattily go over the uh, months, each month's uh, artistic events and achievements. So... Uh, you can find us there. You can find me there. Um, and uh, you and so much are fun not... to listen to with his co-host. Just yes. FYI. And uh, you're not allowed to find me on the social media outside of my official channels. So uh, sorry about it. Nice. Okay. That's good to know. I'm on go. social media, but very rarely. I'm trying to be better at it. So maybe this will be the impetus for that. Yes. Ooh, SAT word. Good job. Impetus. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, listeners. And yes, uh, we'll see you, you next time. You have a good night. All right, you too. 
MFK Ultimate was produced by Joe Farron and Delia Knight. Sound mixing and editing by Matt Kelly. Our theme music is by Matt DiStefano. Thanks to him for letting us use it. Check him out online at cassettesforever.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. MFK Ultimate is recorded in sunny San Diego, California. Thank you.